0: Broadcast by Sri Realize Ego and Be Free As a human being, we become aware that there's a sense that I am, I am this body, I am this mind, I am this personality, I have these certain qualifications, ideas, beliefs, concepts of who I am. This is a sense that I am an individual. I am separate, even from my own family members, even from my own children, certainly from my community, from my friends, and from all others that are in my life. This sense of I as separate, we call the ego. I exist as a separate entity from you. This is the ego identity. So, for most people, there's a sense of ego. We can say sometimes the ego is inflated, or the ego is deflated. So sometimes I think highly of myself. I am better than everybody else. I have more wonderful qualities. I have achieved more and I feel great about myself. Other times, you might feel that you're somehow less, that you're somehow not as good as somebody else, that you are somehow didn't achieve that which you'd like to achieve in your life, that you've fallen short of your own ideals, or possibly of your parents' ideals, or your teachers' ideals, and you're not good enough, You haven't become who you'd like to become. Oftentimes, on the relative level, there might be some truth to that. You have fallen short of some of your goals. Other times, you might have even achieved more than any other human being could possibly achieve, or more than most other people, and you still feel like you haven't done enough, you haven't achieved enough. So this is how the ego mechanism functions. Once you become an I, once you're limited to this individual being as yourself, then you will either feel good, feel elated when you achieve that which you've hoped to, when you obtain that which you desire to keep this body easy and healthy and comfortable, then you will feel really good or elated. You can say your ego is expanded. Someone who has uh, an inflated sense of themselves, we even call an egomaniac because they think that they're better than anyone else. Their ego is so great as an identity, as an individual that says, I am great and you're not. And somebody who has a weak ego, we say that they don't think good about themselves. So this is how we observe and we watch how the ego functions of a human being. But in the yogic system, the ego is just known as the sense of I. So if this sense of I is now placed on this body, saying, I am separate, I am an individual, I am separate from you and everything else in my life and everyone else in my life, and that identity as that I is fixed on the body, on the mind, on the emotions, on the qualifications as who you are, then the human experience will be yours. Sometimes you'll get what you want, you'll feel really good and elated and happy and free, and other times you won't get what you want. Sometimes you'll agree with people, your spouse, your parents, your children, your family members, because your concepts and beliefs and ideas and sense of yourself will for that time mesh with theirs. So you'll feel love, you'll feel good, you'll feel harmony. And other times you won't because it's not possible for your concepts and beliefs and ideas that you have to always mesh with someone else's. And because each one experiencing themselves as an individual Will now have to get their own needs met so their body can be comfortable, their mind can feel a sense of ease. Then this will not always jive with those that are around you. So there will be a struggle, there will be conflict, there will be arguments when you try to get the minds of others to agree with your mind. So now for the meditator, this is all in your awareness. And you see, you become. Begin to become aware where the problem arises, where the problem starts. And you see that the problem starts from you as that pure consciousness should Chaitan, the pure being, what you experienced when you were in deep sleep, when the consciousness as mind has not yet arisen before there's a sense of vasana, a sense of I am separate and I desire this and need that and need this in order to be happy, before that arises you are pure being, you are pure consciousness, you are that freedom itself. And then once that arises, once the sense of I separate, not I as space or I as knower, but I separate from this world separate from others and needing for myself, once that ego mechanism becomes fixed on your individual body and mind, then the ego becomes a problem for you. As I described before, either you're feeling bad about yourself, your ego feels wounded, you're not enough, Someone says something to you, and you get affected. Someone does something that you don't like. You're not included in something. You're not appreciated, and you feel small. You feel left out. And other times, you feel good. You're appreciated. You're acknowledged. The ego feels wonderful. You've achieved something. You feel great. So the human experience is limited to that high and low, gain and loss, good and bad as a meditator, we become aware that this functioning of the mind will not truly bring us what we want. So as you observe yourself in meditation, that should Chetan, that pure consciousness before the first wave that says, I am, arises, that wave of Asmita, Ahankar, the ego identity of I am and then I am this body, first asmita, just I am, which is okay. When you place that I as the I am on I am the whole, I am the pure consciousness, I am that which I am before birth, I am that which I am after birth, I am not limited to this I I call my body and mind and senses, which is really just a formation of the five elements, earth, fire, air, water, and space. The combination of these elements in moving in certain sequences creates what we call this form. And we have all seen, especially if you've seen someone that's left their form, you see The body is an inert substance. It's just lying there. And the being is forever free. So when we observe that, and certainly after the being is no longer fixated in the form, we don't want to keep that form around. We put it in a grave or we burn it. It's not the form that we love. It's the being that we love that has taken on this form like a vehicle or a car temporarily to experience life. The purpose they say in Patanjali is for Bhog, and vag two purposes. One, so that you as that pure being can now experience through your vehicle, through your form, and vag liberation, so that you can remain liberated, you can remain the knower. So rather than identifying your I as a limited body and mind and personality that's in conflict or agreement with others in your life, you identify your I as the knower, as the pure being that you are. And this we see in meditation. That's the purpose of these podcasts so that you could more easily, through listening to where these sounds come from that we call words, that we've given meaning to, and when we use the words and language that are akhlist vritti, that are waves of perception that lead us towards the Self, towards knowing the Atma as who you are, the Self as who you are, and away from Getting caught in the limited ego mechanism and mind and body and senses, because we see the limitations there, those called klisht vritti, waves that bring pain, that bring suffering, because then it'll be you against the world. Whether your ego is deflated and you think that you're not good enough and your mind generates vrittis or waves that say you're small, you're not good, you can't make it, you're down, life is too hard, and any combination of all of those. Or the vrittis of inflated ego, sense of I, as I'm wonderful and everyone should love me because I'm great. And then you keep having a desire to show your greatness and everyone gives you the accolades and you even re- receive an award for your greatness, but then you feel deflated again, because the nature of that sense of I as ego individual is up and down. It has to function that way. It has to go up, and then it goes down. And once it's down, it'll again go up someday, but then it'll come down again. So as long as you're identified as an ego, you will not know your freedom you will not know peace, you will not know ease. So as a meditator, we put the attention on that which is prior to birth, prior to sense of ego, which is always there, the Shuddha Chetan, the pure consciousness, the pure being. This can be done in meditation by watching your breath, observing when the breath goes out, There's a certain kumbak or pause. In that pause, you alone are. There's no identity with an ego and mind and senses that need to be satisfied for you to be okay. Just in that very pause of your breath, all is perfect in this eternal presence that you are right now. And you can watch as the breath goes in and you pause the breath for a moment doing kumbhak. That in that moment, this eternal presence, all is perfection. When the mind and the ego becomes absorbed in that kumbhak, in that moment of pause or peace, all is perfect. So it's that perfection now that we rely on because we know that on the level of the mind, desires will continue. On the level of the mind, they'll get satisfied sometimes and not satisfied other times. Sometimes you will agree with people and feel good, have a sense of love, and other times you'll feel bound by people, by responsibility, by ideas, of how to make yourself feel comfortable and easy within the revel, within the level of dual, dualistic vision. So now we bring in the vision of oneness which says I am that space, I am that consciousness. I'm never limited to this ego that is I call my body, my mind, my personality. I'm never limited to having to satisfy only these five senses, in order to be satisfied, you can still work to satisfy your senses without overindulging in them and to get the comfort for the body. Of course, if you're in a place that's too hot, you want to make yourself cool. If you're in a place that's too cold, you want to put on some more layers or warm clothing or turn on a heater. So you still work. On the level of the body, because the body also needs comfort and ease, but you're not a victim to it. You're not having to fulfill all of the unlimited sense of what the body desires and craves and what the ego thinks it needs so that it can feel good, it can feel better than others, or even sometimes maybe even just equal to others. That's all the ego mechanism that makes you separate and makes you feel small. So to realize ego and be free is to realize that you are never an ego separate. You are never limited to this individual consciousness that says, I am. In fact, if you watch in meditation, you'll never find where your mind is. You'll never find where your eye is because it's not limited. It's vast like the sky it's everywhere it's there before you were born it will be there after what you call death so when we reflect on who you were or when you reflect and I say when I because I am practicing this as well to reflect on I am that who I was before I was born before your breath comes in that pause is who you are. Before your breath goes out, that pause is who you are. And in between, watching the breath going in, going out, it's all you. You are everywhere. So when you don't limit your I identity to a limited body and mind and personality and form, then you remain free, then you're free from suffering because it's only really on the level of your mind and body, the sense of separation, the sense of me versus the world, the sense of my concepts and conditions being true and others having to agree with me, that's where the suffering occurs. Instead of all that, you know yourself as pure, free, forever, right now and always as you and when the mind and ego identity comes up you just watch it and know that is never you you don't have to believe it you can use what's useful you can let go of what's destructive or not useful because you're not limited by your mind and ego mechanism you're not limited by your sense of individuality Someone else succeeds at something or gets something wonderful. You're happy for them because they're you. Someone doesn't succeed at something, doesn't achieve something good. You feel compassion because they're you. But you know that you is not the limited body, mind, senses, and ego. The you is like the sky. Anything can come into it. Birds can fly in it. Birds can even poop in it but the sky remains unaffected. So you, as that space that can never be cut, can never be burnt, can never be wet, can never be made dry, as it says in the Gita, you are immortal, you are blissful. So you know yourself as who you are, that knower that cannot be cut, that cannot be burnt, that cannot be wet, that cannot be made dry and can never even be affected by any words because words are just sounds like we just heard some birds chirping. The sounds of the birds, the sounds of words that other people say to you can never hurt you because there are just sounds coming from an individual mind that feels pain and wants to be free and we have compassion because we understand that mind and its need to have what it thinks it wants and needs and desires for its freedom. So we understand the human condition, which is bhog and apravarg, which is for experience, but we also know the potential, the purpose of life is for realization, is to realize that ego as you, the whole, the atma, amaramham. Madhuramha. Immortal and blissful you are. Om Shanti. Om Peace. May this peace be with you always.